Hi, and welcome to a quick thought episode of the Teach for the Heart podcast, where you'll get a powerful idea or word of encouragement in a short, to-the-point format. Here we go. Today, we want to talk about the question, are consequences biblical? In other words, is it biblical? Is it right to use consequences in your classroom or in parenting or in those types of contexts? And this is a question that I've been mulling over for a long time, and I will tell you right up front, I do not have all the answers, so I'd be very interested in your thoughts or pushback or whatever it is in our Facebook group at teachfortheheart.com slash Facebook. But there's been something that's um, occurred to me that I've found helpful, and I'd like to share with it today. And that is that often when we think of consequences and we, you know, say, okay, why do we have consequences? We might say, okay, well, they're natural. They occur in, they occur all over life, you know, so why should we keep them out of the classroom? Or we might say, well, they're practical. They help prevent a misbehavior. They serve as a deterrent, right? But I've been realizing beyond that, all of that's valid, but beyond that, biblically, what is the point of consequences? And I've been helped by question 15 in the New City Catechism, which talks about the law. Now, I realize consequences and the law and scripture are not exactly the same, but it's the same idea, right? This law and consequences. This is question 15 of the New City Catechism. It says, since no one can keep the law, which we know is true, what is its purpose? And the answer is that we may know the holy nature and will of God and the sinful nature and disobedience of our hearts and thus our need of a Savior. And I thought about that a lot in context with parenting and with teaching. And here's my theory (laughs) that I'm kind of presenting here. I think that consequences can be a means of grace in our lives because they drive home to us where we are wrong and show the seriousness of our sin, right? Let me go read that question again. Since no one can keep the law, what is its purpose? Well, that we might know the holy nature and will of God, that God is right and holy, and the sinful nature and disobedience of our hearts and thus our need of a savior. That's talking about God's law and scripture. But really, I think it can be applied to rules and consequences in many contexts in the fact that consequences show us that we are wrong. I don't know if you've ever tried experience this. I know I have in, in parenting where you're trying to help a child really understand this is wrong. And they're like not really hearing you. They don't they 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 nod and say yes, but they don't really get it. But then when a consequence is attached to it, it's really showing, okay, you really can't do this. This is really serious. And sometimes it's hard to get that seriousness across without a consequence. And one of the things that occurred to me is that I think part of the reason that our society has such a pushback against consequences is because consequences make us feel bad about ourselves, right? They make us feel bad, like we're doing something wrong. And in our society, our society, um, really the, the worldview is that The goal of life is to feel good about ourselves, to feel good about what we're doing, and to enjoy life. So if a consequence is going to, you know, hurt my self-esteem, it's going to make me feel bad about myself, that is a bad thing. But scripturally, what if it's a good thing for us to feel a little bit bad about ourselves? I mean, scripturally, we need to feel bad about ourselves to see that we need Christ. If we don't, if we can be good on our own, we don't need Christ. We don't need him at all, right? And so. I I guess I'm just pushing back against the thought that, you know, we shouldn't have consequences because they hurt our self-esteem, they make kids feel bad about themselves. 
Honestly, as I said, I really do think that consequences can be a means of grace in our life that help us see that I don't have it all together, that I am wrong sometimes. And in the cases where it's actually a sin has been committed, I can see the seriousness of our sin. And then that presents an opportunity maybe for God to work in their hearts and say, I, I'm i not, if, if, if a student were to feel, I can't measure up, I can't keep these rules, um, then maybe that's an opportunity for them to see, I need Christ. Now, obviously, this can be abused. Please do not understand. I'm not talking about, you know, really just beating a kid down and making a huge deal over these little mini things in the classroom that don't matter, okay? I'm not talking about that at all. Um, But my point is, I don't think that consequences should be – I'm pushing back against the thought that consequences should be avoided at all costs because we shouldn't make kids feel bad at all costs. God uses – there is a – there is a place for us feeling a little bit bad about ourselves so that we see we need Christ. So what exactly um, am I saying? What I'm saying is that as believers, I don't think we should feel bad about including consequences as a piece of our classroom management. But it is very important, let me hasten on to say, it should not be the only piece. Um, It is just one piece. Love, kindness, grace, forgiveness, encouragement, patience, self-control, these must also play huge roles in our teaching and in our classroom management. But I think biblically, as we think about it, I do not think that biblically we should say I there that we should not have consequences in our classroom, or at least that we that it is wrong to have consequences in our classroom. I do not think you can get there biblically. So anyhow, these are just a few thoughts. As I said, they are totally a work in progress, um, but I hope it gives you something to mull over and maybe discuss um, with your teacher friends. And by the way, speaking of consequences in classroom management, um, the reason that I even even bringing this to you is because I've been working through a lot of this as we prepare for one of our brand new programs this summer called your smooth running class. It is going to be a six-week program that starts in July. So you can take June off. It starts in July. And we're going to help you work through and create a classroom management plan that actually works. So we'll actually help you think through, what should my consequences be? What should my positive encouragement be? How do I respond when a student's talking or being rude or, or being disruptive or you know cheating or whatever it is? We're going to help you put together a plan so that you are prepared and ready to start the school year off right on day one. So if that sounds good to you, you can head to teachfortheheart.com slash plan. That's teachfortheheart.com slash plan um, and sign up for your smooth running classroom, um, which starts um, July 1st, but you want to go ahead and claim your spot and lock that in now. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.